be a blessing to the saints of God. If you would, I'd like you to go ahead and turn your Bibles to Psalm 144. Psalm 144, and while you're turning there, we want to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just outside of Greenham County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting house known as Emmanuel. We pray that you'll come and visit us one day. And it's good to look out and see this good number with us already uh, this morning, praying God's blessing upon uh, each and every one that is gathered here today. The song that we sang uh, just a moment ago, Only Trust Him, is a song that I want you to pay attention to. Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord. And He will surely give you rest by trusting in His Word. For Jesus shed His precious blood, rich blessings to bestow, plunge now into the crimson flood that washes white as snow. Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that leads you into rest. Believe in Him without delay and you are fully blessed. Come then and join this happy band. Don't you want the happy life today? And on to glory go to dwell in that celestial land where joy's immortal flow. Only trust Him, only trust Him. Only trust Him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. You know, the song and the devotion, the Sunday school hour, all runs together. It's a place of being contented and God's bountiful blessings. It's the happy life. In Psalm 144, I'm going to begin reading here and I want you to just listen to this. Verse 1, all the way down through verse 15. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Now as David, David was a great warrior. We know that and David had very little to fear. He had a great group of warriors with him. But, you know, there was a time when he had to pray, strengthen my hands, for my enemy is great. Verse 2, the Bible says, My goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him? Or the Son of Man, that thou makest account of him. Man is like to vanity, his days are as a shadow that passeth away. Bow the heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning, and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows, and destroy them. Send thy hand from above, and rid me, and deliver me out of the great waters. 
from the hand of the strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. Verse 9 down through verse 15 is where we'll take the bulk of our message. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon the psaltery and the instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of the strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as the cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full according to all the manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen may be strong to labor. That there be no breaking in nor going out. That there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people. Listen to this. It's something to find contentment in the Lord, isn't it? It's something to find peace of mind within the Lord. He says, happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. The happy life. Do you own it today? Do you know the happy life? I pray that by the time you leave here today, you'll know that happy life. For those of us who are already saved by God's grace, it is a pleasant pleasantry to know the contentment of the Lord. But sometimes we ruin we ruin that 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 peace by forgetting that God is on our side. That's what I want us to realize today. Contentment with the Lord. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that you have saved us and made us your children. We thank you that we have been promised that you will always care for your own. And Father, if only we trust in thee, we could truly live the happy life that you would have us to live in this this place. And the place to look forward to in heaven. Father, I pray that you'll be with each and every one that's gathered here today. May our hearts be blessed. May thy word penetrate our hearts. May thy word move upon our minds. And Father, if there be those here today who do not know the happy life, the life of salvation, Lord, I pray that you'll bring it unto them this very hour. Lord, that you would quicken them and make them alive unto their needs. Lord, that you may save their souls. You may make them one of your own. A joint heir with thee. Lord, I pray for this congregation. We pray for the many that are sick and not able to be here. We do thank you, Lord, that even today you have filled this house with thy people. I pray, Father, bless each and every one that's gathered here today. 
Make your face to shine down upon them and their families. Bless them, Lord, for their time of coming to this house to worship. Forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. The happy life. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, our message today is one of uplift and encouragement. For the Christian who is faithful and knowledgeable concerning the Lord's compassion, we truly have a happier lot in this life. We depend on our God, not our wits. Brother Jim was talking this morning about Agar and and he let it be known very quick that he wanted just what God would have him to have. He didn't want any more. He didn't want any less. He wanted what God... You know what that was saying? He was content with what God gave him. He was content with what, with what the Lord would have him to have because that's the happiest place to be. If you're always wanting more, you're never able to achieve it. You're not going to be happy. If you're always wanting more and you're less than what you think you ought to be, you're never going to be happy. But being happy with the Lord means everything. To have the joy of heart means everything. We depend upon our God, as I said, not our wits. Today there's too many that are trying to depend upon their wits to get by. When all we need is the Lord. Amen. All we need is the Lord. We place all of our trust in Him who has promised certain amenities to His own. The question today will be, do you live the happy life? Do you know and wish for this kind of satisfaction? I want you to come with me today. I want you to come with me and explore some of the finer things that God has to offer His children that makes us to have a happy life as His redeemed. The first thing I want to think about today, the, the happy life exists when we realize He is our fortress. You know, David, as, as David was bringing this out, David knew where his strength was at. And each and every one of us need to know today exactly where our strength comes from. It's not within us. You know, as I stand here as a man of God and as a pastor for almost 20 years in this place, as I stand here, I, I, to, this, to this very day, I still get very nervous when I stand behind this pulpit. I know the responsibility of it. And I know without the Lord's help, I would get myself in trouble very quick. Without the Lord's help, we would all find ourselves in, a, in dire straits. And the psalmist was saying that. In, in 144 and verse 2, he says, My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, and my deliverer, my shield, and in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Your lot in life may be like unto David's life, who seemed to always have someone trying to relieve him of his surety and his security. David was a man not unlike many Christians today, always with a need to defend one's position and lot in life. But notice David's advice. His advice was, My shield in whom I trust. David acknowledged, first of all, the Lord's goodness. Amen? That's where we need to come to today. If you want to find a happier lot in life, you're going to have to realize that God is the one who's making these things happen for you. 
So oftentimes men men act like it is their own. Like Brother Jim said this morning, men they they act like they pulled themselves up by their own bootstraps. And they don't even realize sometimes that it was God that gave them strength to do whatever it is that they've done. Whether it's strength to be to be strong in the might of the Lord, whether it was strength to, to be strong in physical labor, listen, that's all of God's hand. And to realize that makes you, makes you a happier person because you know God is empowering you to do this or that. The word in the Hebrew, as we look at this word goodness, as David acknowledged, first of all, the Lord's goodness, this word is a masculine noun indicating kindness, loving kindness, mercy, goodness, faithfulness, Love and acts of kindness. That's what God does for His children. To realize that should make you a happier person. To know that God loves you that much. To know that God is on your side. And back up just a little bit to, to 136, Psalm 136. And there you'll see uh, quite a few scriptures here that we need to deal with. I believe there's 26 verses here. And in these 26 verses... It talks about the Lord's mercy. Folks, I want you to know something. That's what we have today. The reason why we're saved by God's amazing grace is because of His mercy toward us. Because we did not deserve it. We did not earn it. We cannot even keep it. It's by God's mercy that we have what we have. The Bible says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him alone doth great wonders, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that by wisdom made the heavens, His mercy endureth forever. Agar, he talked about this God, didn't he? He talked about this God and His Son who had, who had all the waters wrapped up in a blanket. This is the God that will, will make your day, which will make you a happier lot in life. The Bible says in verse 6, To Him that stretched out the earth above the waters, His mercy endureth forever. To Him that made great lights, for His mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for His mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that smote Egypt, Egypt in the firstborn, for His mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them. Why? Because His mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and a stretched out arm, because His mercy endureth forever. To Him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for His mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for His mercy endureth forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for His mercy endureth forever. Can you imagine all this? Think about it. As Moses led those uh, individuals out, out, it was because God's, uh, God, God's adorning mercy and His mercy was upon His children. 
Folks, I don't know about you, but there's every time I've come through a trial, a tribulation, a time of trouble, it was because I know that God's mercy was on my behalf. He didn't have to help me in that. He did not help me have to help me get through a, a, a terrible situation, but His mercy was on my side. That made me feel happy. To Him which led His people through the wilderness, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him which smote great kings, for His mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for His mercy endureth forever. Shayon, king of the Amorites, for His mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for His mercy endureth forever. And He gave their land for a heritage, for His mercy endureth forever. Even an heritage unto Israel, His servant, for His mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in all the, our lowest state, for His mercy endureth forever. Folks, that's where we're at today. You know what? If God's people are where they need to be humbled and contrite, the Bible says we're in our lowest state and God's mercy is there with us. We're in the right place. We're in a place where He can bless us because His mercy endureth forever. He hath redeemed us from our enemies for His mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh for His mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God of heaven for His mercy endureth forever. Twenty-six times we are called upon to realize our God's protection for His children. Twenty-six times we are called upon to acknowledge the reason for our lot in this life, the happy life. It's because His mercy endureth forever. Today, if you're in this house and you're saved by the grace of God, it was because His mercy endureth forever. His mercy. Happy because we have a deliverer and a stronghold. Go back to Psalm 144 again. And notice what it says here in verses 6 down through verse 8. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows and destroy them. Send thy hand from above and rid me and deliver me out of the great waters from the hand of the strange children whose mouth speaketh vanities and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. You know today, isn't it a shame that the Christian... The Christian himself is being bombarded on every side. He is being assaulted on every side, verbally and physically being assaulted. But listen, God's, God's able to deliver us from all those that mean oppressive acts upon us. In Psalm 186, the Bible speaks about the fact that, listen, that He is our God and He's there to help us because His love for us. Listen, that's the happier part of our lives. A lot of times we allow ourselves to allow our peace to be destroyed and damaged. All because we have forgot to put our trust in the Lord. All because we have failed to remember that He says, I'm on your side. I'll take up your fight. All you got to do is go back to Second Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, and First and Second Kings, and there you'll see many times where God took up the fight for His children. Folks, that's the happier part of life. You don't have to defend yourself. God will defend you. You don't have to take vengeance out because God says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'll take care of it. Don't, don't lose sleep over the enemy out there. Don't lose sleep over the enemy who is there to assault you on every hand because they certainly will. 
They'll do everything in their power to belittle you. They'll do everything in their power to destroy you as a Christian. They'll say things about you. Hey, listen, there's even some other church people that will say things about you to hurt your reputation. Listen, you just let God take care of it. God will fix it. God will fix it. You stay faithful. You stay where God wants you. Listen, that's where you need to be because that's the only time you're going to be happy being where God wants you. You know, oftentimes I've thought about this. You know, when somebody says something and, and, and you know it's a lie against you, you're ready to defend yourself very quickly, aren't you? I'm, I know I'm that way. I, I'm, I'm bad for that. I, I need to be careful about that. But I know this. I know God's going to take it up. God's going, to, God's going to take care of things. You know why? Because He loves you. That's the happier part of life that I need to get a hold of. That's, where, that's what I need to realize from time to time. Hey, listen, there's, there's other preachers out there that just because you don't uh, cross your T the way they do or dot your I's the way they do, they think you're a, you're a hypocrite or whatever. They think you're a lunatic. Listen, let God take care of that. I know that's some things that I've got to deal with. You've got to be careful because if you lash out, you can destroy your, your own character. Brother, Je- Brother Jeremy said it right this morning, you know, even the appearance of evil in our lives can be a destructive force. We've got to be careful. Know that God's on your side. You don't have to take matters in your own hand. You don't have to take matters into your own hand. Just stop and let God do it. Let God take care of it. Now, secondly, I want you to think about this. The happy life is a life that's satisfied. Amen? That's, that's one of the things that uh, Agar was talking about. Listen, just to be satisfied with what God's given you. In Psalm 144, again, in verse 13 and 14, here the Bible says this, that our garners may be full according to all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, and that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. The two verses of Holy Scripture tell us that those who need, need not covet. Think about that now for just a moment. Just think. Covetousness is a blight on any happy life. It keeps you from being happy with what God has already blessed you with. In Philippians chapter 4, if you'll go back there for just a minute in the New Testament, Philippians chapter 4. Notice what it says here in verse 10 to begin with. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me hath flourished again. Wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. You know, you stop right there for just a moment. If God wants you to have a million dollars, He'll give you a million dollars. But if God wants you to be happy with what He's given you, if it's only a hundred dollars, be happy with it and God will bless it. Amen. God will always bless those that are content in heart. He says in verse 12, I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed by both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Listen, 
This scripture in verse 19, verse 13 and 19 has been my scriptures ever since the day the Lord called me to pastor. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what to do. Listen, I wasn't even, I was, I was at the very best, I was only a novice. God has blessed me down through the years. You know how? He told me, just wait on Him. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Notwithstanding, you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desired a gift, but I desired fruit that you may that may abound to your account. But I have all, and abound. I am full, having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. God shall supply. That's the reason why today that God's people just need to be happy. Be satisfied with what you got. Be content with what God has given you. And listen, don't always try to, to get uh, more and more. Just be content with what God, uh, and, and if God gives you the ability to keep getting more, keep getting more. God's given that to you. But listen, if it's not there, quit striving for it. Wait on the Lord and you'll find you'll have a happier lot in life. Covetousness, again, is a blight upon the happy life. In Hebrews chapter 13, again, we go back here and I want you to look at this. In Hebrews chapter 13, notice what it says here again in verse 5 and 6. Think about this as we look at this and, and I want you to consider it with me. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Isn't this sad when it seems like some people you're always around, all they want to do is talk about what they want. How am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I won the lottery. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. The Bible says here, be content with such things as you have. That's where you're going to find your happy spot. Just being happy with what God's given you. You know what? I don't have a whole lot, but I'm happy with what God's given me. I got a little bit of dirt. I got a little bitty house. But I'll tell you what, I'm blessed beyond measure. I got a family that loves me. I got a church family that, that loves us. I'm blessed beyond measure, folks. Just be content. He says, be content with such things as you have, for he hath said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You go back to Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 7 and those two chapters right there, you'll see where God says, I'll take care of you. I mentioned Wednesday night about, and if, if you were able to hear me, I was having a terrible time Wednesday night with my voice. But I mentioned there Wednesday night about the fact that, listen, if God cares for these little sparrows out here, how much more does He not care for you who He gave His Son for, who died in your place, who He sat and watched shed His precious blood that you might have life, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Amen. Don't be presumptuous. 
The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The happy life is being satisfied with all of God's provisions, what He's already blessed you with. Knowing that He will not spare any blessing upon them that love Him. You believe that today? That's where you're going to find your happy spot. Knowing whatever you get, whatever you have, God's give it to you. Whatever you're going to get, God's going to give it to you. You don't have to fight and claw for nothing. God's going to provide for you. That's what He's done with His children all down through the ages. He led them through the, through the wilderness journey. Forty years He led them. And He fed them every step of the way. He kept them clothed. He kept their shoes on their feet. He gave them quail and He, and he gave them bread. He gave them sweet waters when the waters were bitter. Folks, that's what God can do for you today. Maybe right now you've got some bitter waters you're having to deal with. Maybe right now you've got some bitter waters that just uh, are kind of, you know how they, how they turn your tongue inside out. I don't know, maybe you've, maybe you've had some old salt water. I've, I had a salt vein to hit my well, and buddy, it ruined my well. I'll never forget one day I had a man that always on the job, he'd always grab my coffee bottle and he would, he would pour him a cup of coffee and he'd take the first cup out of it. I never did mind. But one day he brought that in and he grabbed my coffee cup and he poured him a cup of coffee and man, I got a tearing like I never got before. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. Why was he so mad at me? I never said nothing to him about taking my coffee. Come to find out, overnight that salt vein had run in my well and ruined that well. Well, nobody, we didn't know it. My wife got up, she made my coffee for me like always, and I put it in the bottle and took off. He took that big drink, and I'm telling you what, it turned his tongue inside out. It was salt, salty water. Ruined it. Folks, I want you to know something. You may be getting a bitter, bitter taste in your mouth right now, but sit back and wait on God. There's things that happen in our lives that gives a bitter flavor, doesn't it? There's anxious times in our lives where, where people assault us uh, unjustly, and it makes a bitter feeling in you. They lie on you that makes you bitter. Listen, wait on God. God will sweeten the waters. It'll all come out in the, in the end, and it always does. It always does. And I'm happy for that. Listen, Romans in chapter 8, and this is one of those scriptures I know people hear a lot of, but I'll tell you what, it's a scripture that's in there for a reason. Amen? It's there for a reason. It's there to let you know that God is on your side. Romans in chapter 8 and verse 28, the Bible says, And we know that all things, not just the good, but also the bad, that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. Folks, that's the lot in life I want you to realize today. That's the happy life that I want you to have today. Realizing that God's going to take care of every situation. I know this is a different type of message this morning. But I want you to know that this is a message that I feel God's people need today. Listen, I know there's bitter waters out there. I know there's hurts that come into the Christian's life that, that's unexpected and that's uncalled for. But listen, 
God will take care of it. All these things that are put in our lives are there for one reason, to help us to grow and to give Him glory. We'll do that if we do the right thing. Now remember that. In Matthew chapter 6, we'll go back here and I want you to look at these scriptures I spoke of just a moment ago. Matthew chapter 6. Begin reading at verse 25. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Listen to this. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Be happy. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubic to his stature? And why take you thought of raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? That's a reason why there's not very much happiness in the world today. People have forgotten where all their blessings come from. People have forgotten where all the good things in life have come from. People have forgotten that it's the, it's the God of heaven that's got us through the hard times. It's the God of heaven that's got us through the sad times. It's the God of heaven who's got us through the grieving times. It was His power and might that gave us the happier lot in life. Therefore, take no thought and saying what you should eat or what you should drink or wherewithal shall you be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. You want to be blessed beyond measure? Put God first in your life. That's what he's saying here. Stop and consider what God has done for you. Remember what he's done for you. Put God first in your life and you'll be blessed beyond measure. You'll find that happy state in life. You'll find the happy lot in life. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought therefore for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In Matthew 6, 34, you see that little word evil there. You know what that word translated in the Greek is? Trouble and affliction. We're always going to have trouble and affliction. But listen, you put God first. God will help you through those times. Matthew chapter 7, we're right here close. Notice what it says here in verse 7 down through verse 11. The Bible says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and him that seeketh findeth, and him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man of you is there of you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto, the, unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give you the things to them that ask Him? Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. The happy life. 
is one which the recipient knows that God sees and knows all when it comes to His children. Folks, you know, that scripture there says in verse 12 of Matthew chapter 7, you want to be treated right, you treat others right. You want to be treated in a a right way, listen, you treat others in the right way. You know, oftentimes you see people that are just, that are are bullheaded and arrogant toward other people, and that's what they get back in return. You can ask for nothing else. If you're nice to people and if you're kind to people, they'll be kind to you. Think about it. A contented life is one of happiness. Is yours a happier lot in life? Or have you forgotten what God has done for you? Do you know the happy life? If not, here's the how to reach the place of contented plateau. Lastly, I want you to think about this. The happy life can only be found in true salvation. In Psalm 144, we go back to our text again. Notice what it says here now. We're going to be coming to a close here shortly. But listen to this in Psalm 144, verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon the psaltery and upon the instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto the kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Verse 15 says this, Happy is that people that is in such a case, yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Do you know the Lord today is your Savior? Listen, I want to, I don't want you to have a I don't want you to think about this very long. I want you to know. When you're asked that question, I want you to be able to answer it in the affirmative. I know the Lord is my Savior. He's in my heart. Listen, I want you to know that today. That's the only place you're going to find a happy place. The happy life is one of safety and security. It's one of salvation. Happy is that people. That is in such a case, yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. The happy life is one whose sins have been forgiven. Amen. You know, we go back to Isaiah chapter 1. And, and as you turn over there, I want, you to, I want you to listen to this now. Maybe today you're here and you've never had that forgiveness. You've never received that, that, that pleasantry of, of knowing that all your sins have been forgiven. Notice what it says here in verse 18 of Isaiah 1. He says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. And again, as I always say, I I remark it in this way. When he says, let us reason together, he's saying, think about this. I want you to consider this. Though your sins be as scarlet, that's something that cannot be hidden. You cannot hide a scarlet thread. That's the reason why Rahab was told to put it out her window. When the spies come through to look at the land, when the, when the warriors came to destroy the, the city of Jericho, she was told, throw that scarlet, scarlet cord out so we'll know where you're at. You can't hide it. It's just like our sins. You can't hide them. They're before the all-seeing eye of God today. You say, well, I haven't really lived enough to do a lot of bad sin, but 
It doesn't matter. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter where it's a little sin as we look at it or a big sin. They're all the same to God. Every sin has a just recompense of reward and every sin is going to make have a payment one day. Listen, he says every sin, it is like a scarlet cord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. That's a change, isn't it? That's a miraculous change in the life of an individual. That's a change that, that you need to get a hold of today. That's a, that's a change that will make you happy. That's a change that will find you in a position where, listen, regardless of how bad it was, he says, I'll remember them no more. Where they were once scarlet red, now they're white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Folks, I want you to know something. That's what happens when He blots out your sin. That's what it says in Isaiah 43. Here the Bible says this in verse 25. I, even I, am He that blotteth out thy transgression for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. I'm happy because of that. I'm, I'm thrilled because of that. I've not had the prettiest life. I've not had the best of life. Listen, I have lived a sinful life. And I'm thankful God remembers my sins no more. Listen, I don't know about you, but that makes my, that makes my heart rejoice. Had it not been for that, I know today that I would be in a, a bewildered state because I knew that those sins would be hanging over me. But because, he says, I've washed them white as snow, it's as if he's thrown them in the sea of forgetfulness. Actually, the Bible says he's thrown them in the depths of the sea, never to be brought up again. Verse 22 of Isaiah 44, the Bible says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgression, and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. The happy life is one whose sins have been forgiven. In Psalm 51, David, as he recognized his sinful acts, he pled for God to forgive him. David lived a life, he, he was a murderous man. He was an adulterous man. He was a lying man. He was a cheating man. All these things he'd done after being named a man after God's own heart. He still was a man who sinned and he needed forgiveness. David had to pay a consequence for that sin. He lost his son. He lost the very one that he loved the most. But yet, he realized that he would see his son again one day. You know why? Because he was a forgiven man. He knew he would see his son in heaven again one day because he knew that God had forgiven him. Folks, that's what happens to us. That's what will happen to you today. If you'll come unto Jesus, he says, I will forgive you of all your sins and your trespasses. I will blot them out as a thick cloud. And as a thick cloud, I will remember them no more. You know, Micah, I'll go back to Micah for just a moment. I have just a few minutes left on the radio 
broadcast, but I want you to think about this now. Micah in chapter 7, the Bible says this now in verse 18 and 19, Who is God like unto thee, that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again, he will have compassion upon us, he will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins in the depths of the sea. Friend, I'm telling you today, that makes a happier life. To know that Romans in chapter 8 is your verse, where in verse 1 it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Listen, I want you to listen to that today. I want you to know that that condemnation and the guilt of sin is alleviated when you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Have you come to this happy life today? Have you come to a place where you know the the justice of the Lord has been served out on His own Son instead of you? Listen, had had God not spared His Son... And we would have paid our own sin debt. That sin debt will never be paid. The punishment will never be eased. And it will always be there. And that's the way it is for people that go to hell. They never know the peace that passeth all understanding. They never know. They never come to a place where their sins were forgiven. And just like King Agrippa... And Felix, listen, they were, they were men who come, who come that close, as they would say. But they never trusted the Lord as their Savior. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that they ever trusted the Lord. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, he said. But nowhere do you find that he did trust him. Your being here today is almost being persuaded to be a Christian. But are you actually ready to come? And trust Jesus Christ as your Savior and become a Christian. To become that one who's had their sins forgiven. Whose iniquities have all been washed away. Folks, I don't know about you, but that makes my life a happy life. You know, I've heard people say the Christians are the most unhappiest people. They have to be. They don't have no fun. Hey folks, didn't we have fun last night? Kids, did we not have fun last night? We had a good time last night. We always have a good time though. If you know the Lord, you always have a good time. If you're saved by the grace of God, you can always have a good time. Because you know you've been forgiven and you know you got the God of heaven behind you. Regardless of where you're at in life, regardless of what's going on in your life. Regardless of the situation that you're facing today. Regardless of the bitter waters that you're having to drink right now. Very soon, very soon He'll make them sweet again. You watch, you wait on the Lord. Those bitter waters will become sweet. You know what that's going to do? That's going to give you sweet relief in your heart, does it not? Give you happiness. Give you the happier lot in life. Have you come to this happy life? Trust God. And He will be that fortress, that high tower, thy Redeemer, thy salvation. The happier life. The happy life. Do you know it today?
Trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and come to know the happy side of life. Let's all